Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. To show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time, could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. I'm going to give you guys a quick warning for people who are very serious about their audio listening enjoyment experience. Uh, I am getting kicked in the buttocks today from hay fever. It has been something I've suffered from ever since I was a little child. So if you hear sniffles in between, please know that I'm not on purposely trying to gross you out. I'm just trying to breathe. That's the whole point of this. And um, again, welcome to the Russ Rants podcast. And if there is a catchphrase or a more uniform way you'd like me to try to introduce shows... I'm not going to say that I'm going to listen to them, but it would always be appreciated to receive your guys' advice. And if you're getting tired of these random as heck sporadic introductions, well then give me some direction and I'll try to make it a little bit more linear for you. But welcome back to the Russ Rants Podcast. So excited that you've tuned in again. As always, we are very grateful for you. I really am. Always thankful for you. Always want to make sure that I start off that way because I don't take any of this for granted. I'm just a guy venting in a microphone, sometimes with guests, sometimes just by my lonesome. And uh, y'all are are willing to kind of listen to my thoughts. As always, participation and feedback is always a delight to hear back from. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at RussRants, number one for Twitter, and simply RussRants on Instagram. You can also email me your comments, questions, concerns, stories, and episode ideas. That's something we've been trying to plug for the last few weeks for you guys. I want you guys to take advantage of it. You can send me a line at russrantsreal at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z-R-E-A-L at gmail.com. Why? Because overall, we've talked about it many, many times. The Russ Rants podcast is a conversation. Now, I understand that the actual literal sense of a conversation cannot happen between me and you at this very moment because it's just a solo show this time. But I have an announcement about those uh, about some guests coming up here shortly. I'll get to that in a moment. But the point about the Russ Rants reel at gmail.com, I want to hear back from you so we can discuss things together. If there's something that's been burning in your mind, you're like, I just want to know what someone else thinks about this. Or this is a topic I think I would, would be interested to hear Russell kind of vent about and then let some people chew on. Let me know. I'm happy to do that. This is not supposed to be an always one-way conversation. I know that it has turned into that sometimes. I'm grateful that you guys like my stories, but I also understand that it's it's never going to grow that way. It's never going to add value to you if you're just listening to one opinion. We got to hear from you because that can help me grow. I always try to, to consider myself open-minded, but I am pretty close-minded about some stuff. And hearing an, an, a different opinion or someone that's gone through an experience that I haven't, uh, I think that would be so valuable to hear from. So why did I, why am I talking about that? Well, it's just because you know I like to start off the shows letting you guys know I'm very grateful that you're listening, but I also want to hear from you too. And about this show, so today, last week was a solo show. This week was a solo show. I typically try to get as many guests on board and scheduled up for you guys because as much as I appreciate the fact that you guys might like to hear from me, you might like to hear my stories and, and hear my takes on some things. It can be dry sometimes. I appreciate that many of you guys have said, wow, you've got a good voice for this. It's it's not dull. I, I don't hate it. You've got good tone. That's great. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Anyone, I could have Larry King's voice. 
I could have I could have Frasier Crane's voice. If that's too old of a reference for you, go Google Frasier the TV show. It's a marvelous show, but he's got Kelsey Grammer's the actor's name, sultry voice. I could have the best voice in the world. You'd still get tired of it because it's not bringing value to you. Okay, I like getting guests in here because it's a fresh perspective. It's different stories. It's a different point of view. And you guys can take away from that as well. So I've got some exciting announcements too. Now, a lot of these are TBD simply because these these wonderful people that have lined up to be my guests on the podcast have said yes. But I've also given them the flexibility of knowing that life is never a sure thing. So I told them, you know what, if, it, if we have to reschedule you, we will. But they've committed to being on the show. And so I feel like it's pretty safe to, uh, to plug them. Uh, upcoming here in a week or two, I believe it's going to be next week. So excited for this. She is a marvelous human being. I'm so excited to, to talk to her about her experience, her journey that she's been on. But we have a wonderful friend of mine, Carmen Ross, is going to be on the Russ Rants podcast. You can find her uh, if by just putting in the hashtag ThisRossFam, T-H-I-S-R-O-S-S-F-A-M, ThisRossFam. She has documented and chronicled her journey with her and her husband through foster parenthood. Um, through their journey uh, in marriage, and she's right now uh, studying to become a psychologist. She's doing a great job. She's a hard worker, and she has just such an incredible story I want her to share. And I asked her to be on, and she said yes. And so we've got her scheduled, so tune in. Make sure you tune in next week's episode. I believe that that will be slated for. And then the week after that, again, TBD. If, if we have to rearrange and, uh, and shuffle it around, we can. But uh, another good friend of mine, Pat Thompson, um, he and his wife have just uh, a crazy uh, life journey that they went through uh, as parents and as a couple. And I want to get his perspective and hear his story on that. I just think that it's, it's inspirational. It's also at some points hard to listen to in terms of it's really raw. Um, it's really close to home, but I think that you guys are going to really love it. These two guests are, are so excited. So that's next week and the week after we've got Carmen Ross and Pat Thompson lined up today, today, today's the day. I've got a another story for you. Now, you might wonder, why, why, Russ, do you keep going into these stories? Because I'm a real human being just like you, and you are definitely not listening to this podcast because I'm smarter than you. Okay, let's be real. A lot of people that know me closely know that I'm not smarter than you. I'm not smarter than anyone. Um, but I, I like to tell you my stories because I've made mistakes. I have I am not perfect and I'm learning from my mistakes, but I have gone into certain situations where I've taken away something. And if you can laugh at my my awkwardness, if you can laugh at my uh, unfortunate events, uh, or you can think about how you would handle a similar situation, I feel that that's a better way of communicating my, my rant for the day than me just telling you, you know what, what, what angers me? Old people. Old people anger me. Now, that would be a, first off, I think that would be a terrible episode. It'd probably get a lot of listens because people would be like, oh, how dare he? But, you know, that's not who I am. But rather than just me going off on a tangent without any explanation of why I think that, uh, I think stories are helpful. So I got a story for you. Okay, because today I want to quickly bring up something that I struggle with, which is DTR, defining the relationship or defining the results. Okay, they're going to be interchangeable. So if you hear me say define the relationship, defining the results, it's DTR. It's going to be the same thing today. Now, why am I, why am I going to talk about that today? Um, because I'm struggling with something right now in my life where 
I'm I'm not having a quote unquote quarter life crisis. I'm not old enough to have a midlife crisis. At least I hope I'm not. Hope my life expectancy is a little bit later and older, and I live a long, happy life. But I'm at about a quarter life crisis where this is my conundrum. I have a beautiful family, a gorgeous wife. We've been married now seven years. We celebrated our anniversary a few weeks ago. Thank you to those that have congratulated us. Um, we've got three beautiful kids. Got a house. I've got a good, steady job with a fantastic, reputable, and uh, innovative employer. I'm, you know, a, they're an excellent company. I have it good right now. That's what I'm trying to say. And yet, for some reason, I'm wondering if I am doing good. I know it sounds stupid, but I, I actually am wondering: Have I am, am I on the right track? It scares me. Am I, am I actually doing, am I checking all the boxes off? I, I obviously know that I've missed some marks and I'm not the best. I'm not always a perfect, I'm not, I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect husband by any means. I just stated how I'm not even that smart sometimes. I'm, people definitely know that. But I, I often wonder, and today it's just really catching up to me too, where I'm like, am I, am I really doing the right things? Am I really, should this, is this where I'm supposed to be given my life and the trajectory? Because I will say this really quickly, disclaimer. I think everyone's life trajectory is different. I think it's stupid when people are like, well, you should be married by now. Or you should have kids by now. Or you should have a house by now. Or you should know what you want to do for a living right now. Can I just say right now really quickly before I go into my story, that's bullcrap. Everyone is born into different families, homes, locations. They are born with different personalities, different opportunities, different passions, different dreams, different abilities to fulfill those dreams, different avenues. Like no one's, that's why I love life is because everyone's story and journey is just so different. That's why I love this podcast because when we get guests on, they have a completely different, maybe a completely different journey than I did, and yet maybe we think alike in some areas, but we're also super different in others because everyone is different. Okay, so... When I say, have I hit where I want to be, I am not being a snobby-nosed, you know, millennial where I'm thinking, oh, I could do so much better. And a lot of people are looking at me like, dude, you got three kids, you know, you're happily married. I get that. I'm, I'm grateful, okay? And I'm not picking on anyone out there that's like, well, I don't even have a girlfriend or I don't have a house or a frick, man. I just like to party on weekends. That's cool. I'm not picking on you. I, I'm saying for me, Russell, I often ask the question, am I supposed to be where I am currently am, okay? And I've always struggled with committing to something or pursuing something if I don't have a defined result at the end, hence the define the relationship or define the result, okay? Why? I've always gotten stuck on committing to something. When I was a drum student, this is not the story, by the way. I have a better story. But when I was a drum student, um, I would sit down. We'd have half-hour classes every single week uh, with my wonderful drum teacher, Connor. Uh, if he ever listens to this, I would like you to know that you've impacted my life. I love you, and I hope that you are crushing it with you and your wife uh, wherever you are. But just Connor was a phenomenal drum teacher, and also he and I would love our philosophical talks. And he would push me to push myself in rudiments and in musical studies and, and to become the best drummer I could. But oftentimes I'd get stuck and discouraged when I would practice hours and hours a day doing a certain exercise without knowing the why, right? Without knowing, well, how would this benefit me? And, and a lot of time, thankfully, I, I committed to doing... I'm not going to get too technical on you, but when I did rudiments, you know, triplets, paradiddles, doubles for drums, okay, I was a drummer, um, 
I couldn't see why on earth this was helpful. It was boring as heck. I would turn on the metronome for a half hour to 60 minutes a day just doing, you know, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left. That's that's the stick exercises I would do. And I just was – I wanted to die. I was just – this is so frustrating. And and finally I got frustrated and I, I couldn't see the results. And many times I would, I'd come to him and just say, hey, I had a rough week of practice because it's just so boring or because I don't see why this is going to help me or can you help remind me? I would often ask him, can you help remind me why this is important? And he would just pull off one of the sweetest drum riffs you've ever seen. Riff, drum beat, I don't know what to call it. He'd play a drum beat and he would do a double or he would do a fill or really cool drum beat with those rudiments implemented at super quick speeds, a really nice tight sound. And and he would, after he'd finish and right, my mouth is wide open, my eyes are big. He'd be like, that's why. This is, this is the result you're aiming for because this is the freedom it's going to give you. This is, what, this is the reward that you can expect if you invest in this. And, and that's, that's been my personality with all other aspects of life. Now, this is where the story comes in. Unfortunately, this aspect of my personality also comes into play with romantic relationships. Okay? This is a, this is a romantic story about uh, Poland. Now, the reason why this is an Akotaku situation is Poland are not yet dating. Okay, in this story, I've always struggled with DTR, defining the relationship, defining the result. But I knew that I liked her. I was around 17 years old. Paul and I have been best friends for a couple of years. And we kind of made this rule never to try to get into a relationship. Like whenever we noticed we were getting like attracted to each other, we'd pull back. It was inevitable. Any time that, you know, she had kind of had a crush on me. I did, obviously didn't know this at the time because I'm a stupid boy. Um, holla to all my stupid boyfriends out there who who do not know when a girl's hitting on them or likes them or anything. I never could read signals like that. I was never good at it. Talk to anyone. I, I was just a blind puppy dog whenever it came to people flirting with me. Um, yeah, because I'm so hot, obviously. Um, but whenever Pola would like, like me or I would like her, we we didn't really know what was happening, but we one of us would always kind of kind of distance off a little bit and give us some space to either it wore off or we could just kind of function through it. And so later I learned that Paul and I interchangeably throughout our friendship, being besties, and we both liked each other at different times. Not really ever at the same time we really had a huge crush on each other, but we, we often would like each other and, you know, whatever. And, and so we kind of kept this standard relationship where there's always that kind of tension um, for years. And I was really crushing on Pola, and it would not go away. And I actually got to the point, you guys, this sounds so stupid and backwards, and that's fine. You can put a comment in if you're like, you're an idiot. But I actually liked her so much, and I was 17, almost 18 years old, that instead of maybe asking her out or sitting down with her and just say, hey, these are my feelings, what do you think? I got scared because I didn't know what I wanted as a result. Did I really want to date Pola? Did I want a girlfriend? I didn't know. I didn't DTR. I didn't define the relationship. I didn't define the result I wanted. And so I was ready to actually stop being friends with her. I know. Let that, let that sink in for a moment. I, I was really stupid. And I was actually just... I had so much of a good thing, such a good, healthy relationship with my best friend Pola that I was so passionate about not getting romantic with her because we knew we'd watched Friends... Paul is a huge Friends TV show fan. If you've never seen it, basically there's this this couple, the show wasn't built around. There's built around five friends, six friends. I'm not counting the names. Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Joey, Rachel Ross. I'm going to say six. Yes, it's six. Okay. And so this TV show is built around these six friends. 
but there's this this these two Ross and Rachel who from the very beginning the very first season it's kind of like a will they or won't they relationship okay so Pola and I had seen this show and we knew this and we we'd watched our friends date their best friends or their good friends and then break up and then they never wanted to talk to each other again we didn't want that to happen it was worth it to never get into a romantic relationship than to cave in and give into a romantic relationship Ride it out, see how it did, and then break up and then never talk to each other again. We just didn't ever want to get close to that. And so I was so passionate about that that I was like, I would rather her and I kind of stop being friends as a total than we go through that cycle, be romantic, then break up, and then be on bad terms. I know it sounds super backwards. It totally was. Okay, so this was the thought process I was wrestling with. And finally, it got so bad, and I had to talk to my parents. So I talked to my parents. I I, I went to them one night. I remember it clear as, clear as day. And um, I, I sat down with my parents and I said, this, this, just so you guys know, this is something I've been struggling with right now. Uh, I, I really like Pola. She's, she's my best friend. I, I just, I don't want to imagine life without her, but at the same time, I can't imagine a life where I don't think well of her and we're not friends. So I, I need to take a really big step back and I'm struggling with how to tell her that because I just don't see... I just don't want to date her. Again, it sounds so stupid to say out loud now, looking back at my idiotic 18-year-old self, but I mean, that was totally the rationale was I'd rather part ways now and save myself the pain. That is also something you'll learn about me. I'm an idiot, but I'm, I'm pretty extreme when it's like, I'd rather just avoid the disappointment altogether completely and avoid it and do something totally irrational at the very beginning then try to see something through and ride it out and see how the result's going to go and then make a decision later. Okay, I kind of cop out because I want to avoid disappointment. So I just said, I, I want I want to kind of tell Pola that I really love and respect her, but that I, I can't be the same friend that I've been for the last few years because I feel like we're getting too close and I don't feel like I'm ready for a girlfriend. Now, hear me out. My parents have obviously been watching our friendship for years because Paula will tell you too, her and her brother, Claudio, um, hung out at my parents' place all the time. We were a very tight family with, with Paula and Claudio. Uh, we, we had them over for supper often. We, we, like, literally, we did life together. And so it wasn't just Paula was Russell's best friend. Uh, Paula was the Bird family's friend. They, everyone in my family loved and still loves Paula. My youngest brother, Lyndon, called Pola his big sister. Like, we were tight. So do you see my conundrum with, with if I got romantically involved and then things went south, that that would just disband the whole construct, right? So I thought I was bringing that thought process to my mom and dad in a caring way. Like, you do see why I can't let it get this far because if I do, it ruins it for everyone, my whole family, not just me, not just Pola. I can't let that happen. My parents, apparently, had been watching my friendship with, with Pola for years, and thought we were a good thing. They were actually hoping that the Ross and Rachel moment of friends where they get together and become a couple would finally happen. They were hoping that I would come to them saying, I think I'm ready to take the next step and I want to ask Paula out. So my mom and dad being oh so sneaky, I don't know what the right word is. It's not manipulative. Maybe it is. But they, they, were, they knew what they were doing. So I come to them and, and I'm sad. Because I've already processed through most of this. I'm like, I'm making this decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break up with Pola. This is going to happen. Break up with Pola. We weren't even dating yet. I'm just going to call off our friendship? So awkward. And they said, you know what, Russ? I hear you. Yeah, I hear that too, for sure. And I'm glad that you brought this to our attention. We, we obviously love you and we want to support you as parents. 
And they ignored everything I had just said, all the concerns, all the reasons why I didn't think that we could be friends any longer. And they said, you know what? Yeah, we hear your concerns. And yeah, we, we agree. We think you're ready to start dating Pola. <laughs> just, what? I just, I, I remember it. I was in their bedroom. Mom is like in, on, sitting on the bed and, and she had just been reading a book. And dad was like, I think in his rocking chair in the corner, uh, just kind of winding down for the evening, rocking quietly. And, and they just, I remember my mouth fought, dropping open, my eyes going bug-eyed. And I just said, are you crazy? Did you not just hear what I just said? Like, I can't date Pola because I don't want to ruin everything. And my mom, again, my mom and dad nodding as if they had heard me, which they did. But also, thankfully, being smart parents also knew kind of what I was capable of. They said, yeah, no, I, we do hear that. Um, but that's on the basis that you're not a good fit or you guys wouldn't be a good couple. And quite frankly, Russ, we don't see that. We think you guys would make a great couple. We, we think that you guys get along very well. You're very good about, we, I mean, Paul and I have had many fights through our, our time as best friends. We'd, we had hashed out many things together. It wasn't like we never fought. And they said, we know you guys obviously can communicate through conflict. You guys are a good match. You accent each other. Well, I don't, we, we, we would just like to say, we give you our blessing to pursue Pola. <laughs> and I, at, at a certain point, it's a weird emotion on my end to explain, but I was ang happy. I was angry and like super frustrated that this was the result of this serious talk I was having with my parents. And at the same time, in the back of my mind, this like little ounce of hope, this little ray of light that I had let in just a little bit. It was trying to scream louder, but it couldn't. This little ray that said, maybe you could date her and this could be the best thing that ever happened to you. That little part was happy. That little part was like, yes, finally, someone's like, just give her Rusk. Because that's totally my personality, where I just need someone to define it for me. Or I try to get people to define it for me. Thankfully, people have smartened up now, and they're like, no, you're a big boy. Figure it out. But at that time, I was trying to get my parents to define it so that they could help me feel justified in my desire to shut it down. Or in this case, I didn't even know. I, you know, Maybe subconsciously, I was hoping that they would give me this answer. But I was hoping maybe that they would say, no, give her. Take the shot. No one's going to crucify you for taking the shot and, and ask him to pull out. So... I'm floored. And my mom says, here, if you even, you know, it's November something, it's November 1st, why don't you ask her out on Remembrance Day? In Canada, Remembrance Day, I think it's the same for the U.S. maybe, but November 11th is, you know, 1111, Remembrance Day. Now, no disrespect to our uh, our veterans or our people in the military, that's not why I asked. I'm not taking advantage of your day. We still respect you guys on that day, but it was also a advantageous for me to ask Pola out on Remembrance Day, so I'd always remember. That's a trick for all you single guys out there. You can take it. I'm generous. Take take Remembrance Day as a day to ask someone out. That's fine. She's like, you got two weeks or a little bit less than two weeks. Just plan out how you want to ask Pola to be your girlfriend. And I sat back and I said, okay, thanks for the talk. And I left their room shocked, shell-shocked. So anyways... A few, about a week and a half later, I had still not even thought about how I was going to ask Pola out. I, I didn't know how I wanted her to be my girlfriend. I didn't know how this was going to work. And so instead of being a man, well, not instead of being a man, that's a terrible stereotype. Instead of just being an adult, being someone who's mature and responsible, willing to make an executable 
or executable rather, decision. I thought that to cover my bases, I would kind of get a preliminary test on Pola and see how she was feeling, if she was feeling the same way or if she wasn't. Okay? Sounds stupid, but I actually called up my best friend. So one night, Pola and I were talking because we had long chats on the phone. This is so hard to remember, like so hard to recount because I'm embarrassed by it. But so we, I call her, we're, we're talking on the phone and I had it in my mind how I was going to steer the conversation. And so we're talking about our day, school, whatever. And, and finally I just say, so Pola. She's like, yeah. You know, I, I've just been thinking, you know, we're really good friends, right? Like we've, we've been best friends for almost three years now. She said, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, and I, I, I really appreciate you. And I, I think that, you know, no one else understands me like you do. You're you're a fantastic woman, but like you're you're funny. You know, you get me. You put up with me, but you also hold me accountable to being better. And I think that we've gone through a lot together. She's like, yeah. And if you meet my wife, you'll know that she doesn't like mincing words. She doesn't like beating around the bush, and she definitely doesn't like it when people are like recounting stuff she already knows because she knows something's up. So she's like, yeah. So it's so like, you know. If, if hypothetically things ever, you know, if we ever tried to become more serious, you know, would, would that be kind of something that you're, you know, that you think you'd be, you know, interested in? It was, it was 10 billion times more awkward than that wording, but that was kind of how I, I like thought I had it all planned out in my head. And really all that came out was this verbal vomit of me passive, like, not even passive aggressively, but passively trying to ask her out. She's like, uh, what are you saying? I said, well, you know, it's just, you know, I just thought we, we, you know, we talk about stuff like this all the time. You know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, and I just thought, you know, if, it's something that's always been a concern for me that if we ever got too close, that it would ruin everything. But, you know, what if the other side was true you know what if we got closer and things worked out really well you know what do you think of that and it just if this is making your ears hurt i'm sorry i'm actually trying to give you an accurate portrayal of how i treated this and worded it and so paul is like i don't get i what are you trying to say russ just stop this whole bullcrap what what are you saying and i i finally just took a gulp and i just said well i'm i'm you know, I want to know if you'd maybe someday like to be my girlfriend. Oh, gosh, this is painful. And you guys might not even be like, well, that's not so bad. And other people might just be like shaking their head like Frick Russ. But I, I did. I was like, you know, I just want to know if you maybe want to be my girlfriend someday. And and Paula paused. And it was the most agonizing silence. And she just said, why didn't you just say that? Why? Yeah, like I, I think that that'd be something I'd. I think that we could try or be interested. Now, she said, now, let me clarify, Russ. This is not the way you're going to ask me to be your girlfriend. And, like, again, so thankful for my wife because she's spunky as heck. But, like, (laughs) this is not the way you're going to ask me how to be your girlfriend. But if we were ever to become a couple, you know, I, I would be open to that. And I just sat there shocked because my friend, soon to be girlfriend, that's another story for another day of how I asked her out. But we did eventually, I did eventually ask her out officially. It was very romantic. It was very nice on our park bench. And 
you know, we, we had a walk. It was very, very touching. Okay. But in that moment, I realized that I would never have committed to actually saying, you want to be my girlfriend or would you want to try this? If I had any whiff or hint that she would potentially say no. And I, and this is now, forgive me, okay? You guys have put up with some pretty convoluted stories and Russ Rant episodes over the last few months, okay? I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to give you guys trash content. Heck, if you don't even care what I'm talking about, and you're like, Russ, I just put you on play and I ignore you anytime, anyways on my morning commute. Fantastic. I'm glad to hold that slot in your life. I really am. That's fine. But I, I know I've given you some grungy, oh my gosh, that's the point he made out of this story? I wasn't even on track with that. That makes no sense. I'm not trying to be that way. I'm I'm honestly trying to bring you value, okay? I realized that in life, and that awkward story with Pola, just being an example, I hate committing to anything if I think that there's even a whiff of failure. If there's even a hint of disappointment, if there's even a hint of missed expectations, I'll stop right in my tracks. Just like I was trying to kibosh my relationship. Heck, my whole friendship with Pola would have ended. If anyone had convinced me that, yeah, you're absolutely right, Russ. I, I think that it's better, safe than sorry, I say. Paul is probably going to say no, and even if you did get together, it wouldn't last very long. And then when you break up, now what? You're without a best friend, and she doesn't get to engage with your family, so now your brothers and your parents are going to suffer because they don't get to enjoy Paul because it's awkward for Russell. Like I just feel like more people lose. You have more to lose than gain in this situation. If I had anyone that had sold me on that concept, I would have done it. I know for sure I would have kiboshed my friendship with Paula. And that scares me. And that scares me. Now, why? Why? Why does that scare me? Why, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about define the relationship? I, I didn't define the relationship clearly with Pola because I was afraid of the consequences. I was. The DTR, the whole, well, what are you talking about? Why are you saying these things? Why are you, why are you recapping our history? Because I think you and I are compatible to be romantic. I would love to try and be your boyfriend. But I wasn't going to say that. I wanted to dance around it, really assess the situation. In my way, I was trying to get a live interview on the phone to properly vet whether or not Pola was interested. Because if she wasn't, well, I would, could have saved myself. It was saving face, really. Protecting myself from failure and disappointment. Now, I don't know what happened as a child or maybe as an adolescent or a teenager that has instilled that knee-jerk reaction within me, but I'd rather pull the plug on everything, even if it's starting to look like a good thing, than invest wholly into it and see what happens for fear of disappointment. Even because I feel like I failed to define the results even before. I feel like I, I'm afraid of failure and disappointment and that fear kicks in way before I'm actually able to sit down and say, this could actually be a really good thing. Like, thankfully, I'm thankful for my parents for being willing to say, well, Russ, we hear you. We hear what you're saying. But we're getting the opposite reaction. We don't think that this is evidence that you guys should back off. This is evidence that you guys would be a good fit. You guys should try to move things forward. Have you even thought about the other side of the argument that, you know, maybe you guys have been best friends this long because you're compatible? You know, and as evidenced by my reaction when they posed that question to me, we give you our blessing to pursue Pola. By, as evidenced by my reaction on that, I, I'm thinking I had not even once thought about the positive results of something like this. And that's so true, and that's something I, I struggle with. Now, why am I, again, this quarter-life crisis I'm thinking about, I think I'm afraid I'm on the wrong trap for fear of, I think of the negative things that could 
could happen. Well, Russell, if you continue to live your life like this, you know, you're, I'm just using examples here, but you're, you're never going to, you know, explore the world if you don't want to go on family vacations that you've never been to before. I know that's a stupid example, but that's kind of the mentality. Well, you're never going to know if your kids like bouldering, rock climbing, jujitsu, soccer, fencing, basketball. If you don't put them in it, well, I'm afraid that Titus is going to not fit in, or I'm afraid that Effie's not really going to like it, or he's going to get angry at the sport, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think of the negatives first. I'm definitely that personality that is the cup half empty. And I know that might shock some of you because I sound so joyful and optimistic. I try to be optimistic. But really, I think in the background, I'm a closet realist, which sounds so depressing, especially when the Russ Rants podcast is designed to be a conversation that builds life within people, that gives inspiration, that helps you think about the positives. I'm being really honest with you guys today. And it's humbling because I, I know that this is something I have to work on. This is something I have to get better at. For, for, for example, this Russ Rants podcast, I, I, I said it in our last episode, it's a, it's a mini celebration, but I actually wasn't even going to bring it up that we went over 400 streams. It was, it was last week's podcast. I acknowledged that we'd hit that, that landmark and we're continuing to rise. It's not a, it's not a million. It's not even a thousand. But 400 streams from a podcast that I was afraid to start six months ago, I, I think personally is a pretty big deal. For those of you that are willing to give your time to this podcast, that's a big deal. And I fail still to acknowledge that landmark. And I, I almost didn't do it last week because I was like, it's not good enough. It doesn't mean I'm successful or it doesn't mean that this thing is positive. It just means that 400 people have listened to my episodes or a conglomerate of people have listened to my episodes a total of 400 times. But do you see that if I looked at that the way that my parents had looked at the situation with Paul and I, they could say, well, that means that it's growing. That means that you're in the right direction. You're heading in the right direction. But my instinct is naturally to be like, is this, the, is this the, what I wanted to be six months later? Is this the amount of views I was aiming for? Because if it's not, and this isn't trending in the right direction, I want to pull the plug. That is totally my reaction. If this isn't trending in the right direction, I don't want to marry myself. I don't want to invest hours and hours into something that's eventually not going to pay off. I'd rather just pull the plug. Like, that scares me a little bit now that I'm self-aware about it. This whole quarter-life crisis, I think it's good for self-awareness. I think it's good for self-reflection and, and holding yourself to a standard. Well, I definitely don't want to be, you know, always dependent on others to meet my needs. And I, I definitely want to be able to position myself to raise a family or to excel in a career. I'm just giving examples or to travel the world, whatever your dream is. I think it's, I think it's important to hold yourself accountable to living a good life to get there. But at the same time, I'm also now very self-aware of how I can use that expectation to also beat into the ground in my life things that are actually very positive. This podcast could be positive. I would like to think that it is positive. I would like to think that you guys do kind of listen or like listening to me. And that's not being prideful. I'm hopeful that you guys get value from this, that you, you are thinking and questioning things in your life because of this podcast. You're like, oh, I didn't think about that. I was just trying to focus on doing well in this, but Russell's last topic on, you know, always being the hero, uh, last week's episode was about me being a hobbit. Okay, just so you guys are aware. Listen to that one if you haven't. Um, I don't think I properly depicted the grotesqueness of my swollen feet, but it was a good one. But, it, you know, if that episode got you thinking, well, well, dang, you know, 
maybe I try to carry other people's burdens and problems when I shouldn't. Maybe I need to take a step back so other people can step up. You know, that, those kind of things. If that brings value to your day, I'm winning. And what am I doing right now, live in this very moment on this podcast episode? I am defining the results. I'm defining the relationship. I'm defining why I'm doing this. And suddenly when I think about that and I say, if I said to myself, well, you know, if even 10 people on a sporadically consistent basis are changing the way they think or at least being more self-aware of the way they're living their life because of my little episodes posted every week on Wednesdays, then it's worth it. If truthfully that's the value that people are getting, and if I actually saw that and I stopped and, and, and pushed out all the negative thoughts, if I pushed away all the negativity, all the panic, right? That knee-jerk reaction with Paul and I, where I'm like, I'm just rather cut the whole friendship off than think about we could be dating and get married someday. can't even think about that. If I stop that knee-jerk reaction for a moment, I think about the podcast that way, and I say, you know, this could be a good thing. Well, suddenly, maybe I'm satisfied that I'm right on track. Suddenly, I'm thankful for the 400-plus streams that you guys have given to my podcast because now it doesn't look like I'm, I'm wasting my time, but rather, well, maybe I need to invest more time. Maybe I need to chase more guests for you guys because you're really appreciating this. Do you see the thought process here? A mentor of mine, this was when I was living in Regina, a mentor of mine name of Dan, uh, he helped mentor me when I was a teenager. I, I owe him so many great things in my life. Big shout-out to him uh, and his wife, Tennille, just fantastic mentors. They they took me in as as kind of, you know, I guess their you know their little brother maybe, and and they really helped change the way I thought. Um, I have fantastic parents, but whenever my parents couldn't always be there, my 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 mentors were Dan and Tennille. And I was really struggling in Regina when I lived there for a few months. I really felt like I'd let my family down. This is a different story, okay? So pause for a moment. This this is me still on the same rant about half you know cup half empty half full. But he said this to me. I was really struggling. I was really depressed that I had wasted thousands of dollars and, and dragged my family to Regina and I'd, I'd wasted it. He said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And I, I'd actually been offered a job to go back to, to Calgary. That's why I was really wrestling with, man, I just moved to Regina and now I'm thinking of moving back to Calgary. Am I a terrible person? He said, whoa, 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 just stop. All I'm hearing from your mind, Russ, Dan said, all I'm hearing from your mind is negativity, is the, the realistic but yet pessimistic thoughts the worst case scenarios. That's all I'm hearing. I'm not hearing the best case. He said this. This is what I want you guys to grab today, okay? He said, Russ, the mind is a muscle. When you think a thought in a positive or negative direction, your mind takes that example and tries to build off of it because your, your brain wants to be useful. Your brain wants to push you in, in the direction you are choosing to go in. So when you think a negative thought, picture your brain grabbing that negative thought and like doing like a bicep curl or a chin-up and pulling you towards that negative thought, and then it's going to develop another negative thought, and it's going to grab that and pull you. So it's literally pulling you in the direction of your negative thought process. Now, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little bit too convoluted, if I'm getting a little bit too deep for you guys, but I'm not trying to. He just said this. He said, when you do that, hit the pause button. Stop. Stop thinking about what could really go absolutely positively wrong. Stop for a moment. And try thinking a good thought, even if you don't feel confident in it. He said, what if you really enjoy this job in Calgary? What if this job changes your life by moving back to Calgary? What if, you know, you weren't meant to be in Regina for longer than this time period and it's the right thing to go back? Do you see? Because if you think that thought, guess what? Your brain's going to grab that thought and pull you in the direction 
And it's going to give you more positive thoughts. Well, maybe I'm right. Maybe things can change. Maybe I'm making a difference. Maybe this is the right decision to move my family back to Calgary. It's going to pull you in that direction. Your brain is a muscle. And it's programmed to build upon the thoughts you give it. That's why you see so many people, so many celebrities, so many gurus, so many self-help gurus, so many entrepreneurs thinking, change the way you think. Change the way you think. Why? Because it'll change your life. Now, am I an expert on this? No. Are you kidding me? I just explained to you how I often think. I often think the the cup is half empty or, you know, the, the glass is half empty. I need to change. I almost think about this for a moment. This is a scary thought. I almost had my parents, thankfully, not had the wisdom and the grace to be like, okay, Russ, we hear what you're afraid of saying. Let us show you the positive side of this scenario and guide you towards a wise decision. Props to my parents. But had they not done that, I might not be married to Pola right now. Maybe I wouldn't be married at all. Maybe I wouldn't even be in a relationship. And because of that, me not getting married to Pola, maybe I wouldn't have bought a house. Maybe I wouldn't be a father at this time in my life. Maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at in this life. Can you see how many things I would have missed had I let fear and, and pessimistic thinking not defining the results, not defining the relationships I wanted to have, defining what is actually going well and right in my life and what is actually going wrong in my life? If I didn't do that, how much I'm missing out on? This is a scary thought, you guys. I'm scaring myself right now. Freaky. Here at the Restaurants Podcast, we often encourage you scaring yourself. No. But it just got me thinking today. That's why this whole story came about. That's why I'm telling you the story. You see the frustration. You hear the frustration of Pola's voice on that phone call. I hadn't even asked her to be my girlfriend. And I'm like, well, you know, how do you you think of maybe if, you know, I was trying to safeguard. I was trying to put pillows under myself. So if she's like, no, I don't really see a future with us together. I could fall back on those pillows, you know, cushion my fall. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah, definitely. We're meant to be besties for life. You know, I was trying to safeguard. Risk is always going to be a part of positive thinking. And I think that's something that I'm learning is that it's not, a, it's not a bad thing to be a wishful thinker if you're actually trying to do realistic steps to get what you want in life. Wow, I really went on a rant tangent there. I hope you guys kind of hung on for dear life. I hope this is making sense. It's kind of coming together in my brain even. I, I have notes written down of where I wanted to go with this and this kind of branched out of it. So I'm, I'm impressed and scared all at the same time now that I've come out of my rant coma thinking, well, I hope this makes sense to everybody. Think about that. DTR. So if you're feeling discouraged, so that brings me back to my quarter-life crisis. If I'm discouraged right now, or I'm just even wondering, am I doing the right thing? I encourage you. I think I'm going to do this. Sit down and write where you're at in your life, what is good and what you think is bad. And write down and kind of just literally, like really critically think about the things that are going on in your life. And I bet with a little bit of time to digest what you've written down and, and really think about where you're at in life, I bet you probably could determine some things that you could and should change. And that's not being pessimistic. That's not being the rust half empty thinking. But, but realistically, you're like, wow, I keep wanting more money to invest in this business I'm saving up for, but I keep spending it on the weekends because I want to have fun. You know, oh, maybe I just need to budget Or maybe I need to not have always as much fun every weekend. Maybe I don't need to live for the weekend. Maybe I need to live for the future. Live for starting that business. You know what I mean? Like, And then other things, you could be like, well, you know what? Actually, I'm doing really well. I I have a really good career, and I'm saving a lot of money. And 
I'm seeing things happen in my life that I didn't think before. Well, what's leading to that? Why are my relationships really good? Why do I have a really good girlfriend or a boyfriend? Why, why am I you know, really excited about this business that I'm investing in? Or why am I really excited about this program I'm volunteering in? And suddenly you're like, whoa, that's defining a result. I'm really enjoying this. This is bringing fulfillment to my life. I, maybe I should circle that and, and invest more time there because in this area, maybe it's something that you don't feel like is really benefiting you or it gives you anxiety even thinking about it. Maybe when you finally sit down and circle this and circle that, you're thinking, well, maybe I should spend less time here and more time here. Or maybe you'll sit back and be like, dang, I think I'm flat out nailing it right now. I think I'm doing well. I think, yeah, there's a little bit of negativity in there and stuff I could shape up on. But for the most part, I think I'm doing really good. You know, maybe that's all you need. Maybe that'll solve my quarter life crisis. Me just sitting down and being like, okay, instead of letting the negativity pull me in a direction, let my brain muscles flex and pull me down this deep, dark hole of discouragement and pessimism. Maybe I need to take a step back and and think, well, I've got three beautiful kids. I've got this beautiful wife. I've got this house. I've got a job and a company that believes in me. I've got this really fun podcast and people are saying that they, they enjoy it. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, and maybe it would bring up to my attention some things that I don't feel as good about and I should change. That's the whole point, isn't it? Define the results. Define the relationships. Define the things you want. So, yeah, that's, that's my rant. I'm going to leave that with you, and I hope I didn't take you down too much of a philosophical rabbit hole, but even if I did a little bit, and you were more so concerned with how you're going to get through the workday so that you can go home and Netflix and, and relax, maybe this is something, maybe this is the shot in the arm you needed. This is the fire under your butt that you needed where you're like, okay, no, I, I've always dreamt about doing this, or I've, I've played around with the idea of volunteering here. Or have thought about becoming better friends with so-and-so or getting to know my coworkers. Serious. Maybe this is the thing you needed to stop for a moment and think, well, am I really where I want to be right now in this, in this life? Or else I, you always talk about this. That's a valid argument. Russ, you always come back to this. You always come back to what are you doing? Are you believing in yourself? Are you, are you living your best life? Well, I would like to think that that's part of why I'm so passionate about trying to get this podcast out every week. So I want to make it count. I want to make sure I bring a smile to your face, but I want to make sure that I'm also getting you thinking. But yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. What are you doing for your DTR? I'm excited for those of you that are going to maximize this and try. Again, I'm not speaking from a guru perspective. I literally just told you I haven't done a list yet and that I'm struggling with this. This is what the point of this whole episode is. But I believe in you. I do. If you ever need encouragement as well, you message me. DM me. Just be like, Russ, I, I heard your podcast and I, I feel like I'm afraid or I feel like I'm doing really good or I feel like I'm not doing very good. I will encourage you regardless. Russ, I'm crushing into my goals. Awesome. Congratulations. Keep it up. You're doing amazing. Uh, Russ, I don't feel like I'm getting anything done. I'll encourage you still. I'll be like, you are not done. You are not too young. You are not too old to chase your dreams. You're not too young. You're not too old to change. You are not too young. You are not too old to make a difference. I'll encourage you. Absolutely. I love encouraging people. It's free. People feel good. And I generally try to tell the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're saying, Russ, I'm spending all my money, but I want to go to school. I, I just don't see what the problem is. I'm going to be like, probably stop spending all that money. <laughs> you know? Anyways, thank you for listening to this Russ Rants podcast episode. It does bring a smile to my face, and it does terrify me sometimes publishing these episodes. 
because I feel like sometimes there's no value. But that's just that's just my brain trying to take me down the the, the pessimistic route. And instead, I'm going to believe that there are those of you out there that are getting value from this and you enjoy it. So again, drop me a line, Russ Rants one uh, on Twitter, Russ Rants on Instagram, Russ Rants Real at gmail.com. Want to hear from you. Hope you enjoy it. I hope you guys DTR. And as evidenced by people guiding me, maybe I should also say that too, get a support system, get friends, ask friends also. If you're not sure that you should be where you are, write down your list. And if you're still stuck, ask friends. I'm talking about good friends, friends you know you've had deep conversations with, mentors, friends that you can trust, to be honest with you, and ask them for their opinion. They'll tell you, oh, dude, you're crushing it. Why are you asking this question? It's stupid. Or, yeah, dude, no, I was going to tell you. Like, you, you like to party a lot. You're not doing anything that you say you want to do. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you that. So I wish you guys the best. I wish you guys a killer week. I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm excited to try to pull my own brain in a positive direction. So until next time, take care. Have a great week. We're going to crush it together. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Russ Rants Podcast. Do you have a show idea or a thought? Send me a line at russrantsreal at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z-R-E-A-L at gmail.com. And maybe I'll get it on the show. In the meantime, have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Take care.